0: Before we get into the podcast episode, this is actually going to be part one of two of my interview with Colin, aka The Main Street Wolf. We had a great time discussing. We just kept on going on and on, and it was such a great discussion that I was like, you know what? Let's make it a long one. So it was extremely long, so I decided to make it two different episodes. So this will be part one of two episodes. I hope you guys enjoy it. There's so much information packed in in this conversation that we had, I hope you get one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, so many, so much stuff out of this. I really enjoyed it, and I hope you enjoy it too. I'm gonna catch y'all up in the next one. Remember, generosity. That's the outro. That's not the intro. Let's get into this thing. All right. What's going on, people? It's your boy, Kalichi, back with another episode of the Rambling Mind Podcast. How are each and every single one of y'all doing today? I hope y'all are staying safe. I hope y'all are staying taking care of yourselves. I hope y'all are doing all the things you know you ought to do during these times. Guys, we are closing off the year with a banger. I am excited about the episode that I got for y'all today. I am interviewing somebody that I've been watching on TikTok for a long time and on YouTube for a while now. I get inspired every time I watch one of his videos. I've been learning so much from his content. And I hope y'all learn something from this conversation we're about to have today. But please join me in welcoming Colin, better known as Main Street Wolf on TikTok. Not to be confused with Wolf of Wall Street. We don't really like that guy too much. I don't know. He'd be on some stuff, some extra stuff. We don't like, we don't like that guy. But please, once again, please join me in welcoming Colin to the show. Thank you so much for joining us today. By the way. Everyone, you should be clapping right now, but <laughs> it's a big deal. It's a big deal. I should be hearing some applause. Well, I can't really hear it, but I'm assuming you're applauding. Is that even a word? We'll just go with it. But thank you for joining us and welcome to the Rambling sure. Mind podcast, Colin.
1: No, I appreciate the invite and uh, love the intro. Uh, a lot of energy. I like it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad to have you on here. Ironically, just a, this is like slightly a fanboy moment for me. Cause your, your TikTok was one of the first ones I ever watched. I think the first time I got on TikTok, I don't know how it knew that I would be into finance content, but you had a video of Charlie D'Amelio, I think, or somebody else dancing to WAP. I don't know. I can't remember who it was, but somebody danced to WAP and you broke down like how much money she made off of that one video.
1: And I was like,
0: and then you ended it with "I better get to dancing," and you like started dancing. And then I and then I almost
1: out. did the wop myself, but <laughs> yes. no one wants to no one wants to see that, so I, I I stopped it. Also, I don't think I could actually do the full dance, so I clipped it before I had to actually do anything. <laughs> Yo,
0: I was like, "Oh, this is good." I was watching the video. I was just like, "Yo, this guy is hilarious." And then I watched back, went back and watched a few other of your videos, and I was yeah. like, "This is awesome content." Like he's actually sharing really good stuff and it's really entertaining and combining both of those things i was just like i gotta keep watching i gotta keep watching it up i've been watching you since then i don't know it's been like more than a year now it's crazy those
1: were the uh the early days of mm-hmm. uh finance TikTok. Yep. where it's kind of the wild west i remember when i first i don't know when you joined TikTok. was that 2019 it must have been because that's when i started was like 2019
0: well it was i remember
1: hopping on TikTok just wondering like what what was going on and uh, I was like, you know what I could do? I could just talk like finance stuff, like 60 seconds, like small clips, just kind of for fun. And I remember my first videos were awful. I don't know <laughs> if you ever went that far back, but my first video, I did not take advantage of the whole like, oh, if your first videos are good, you'll blow up. I My first videos were awful. I was literally just staring at the camera and I was just like, this is what a dividend like really just boring (laughs) like like no energy and i remember posting those and i would get like yeah like 30 views 50 views and then i caught on i was like oh okay you gotta be more entertaining and i was like oh i'll just like incorporate humor and like education and that seemed to uh you know do pretty well and um yeah there was some explosive growth in the early days for sure
0: I mean, I think all of us went through like that whole phase of like, I remember the first video I actually uploaded on TikTok wasn't even like about anything. It was, I went to Shell gas station and I got like, I had T-Mobile and they gave me a discount on Shell gas. And that Uh was like the video. I was like, this is what I should have been paying. This is what I'm paying. And it was like such a random video, but I mean, it didn't get any views, but it was still like, I don't know. That was the first ever video that I ever posted, and then the one I actually tried talking to the camera. It was still very much just like you now, said. It was
1: now, like, did you did you have a YouTube before you did TikTok? I did. Or you did. Okay. Yes. I was the same way. I, I when when did you start like your YouTube
0: channel? So I started back in what 2014.
1: Oh, what wow. you're even older than mine. I think mine was like 2016, 2017. But I always had the idea of like, oh, I want to talk like finance to a camera. And just like either it was it was always like educational based in my mind. Mm-hmm. I didn't really when I first started, it wasn't like entertaining. Probably it was mostly just like me talking my thoughts. And then, you know, as you develop, you're like, oh, you have to make it entertaining because no one wants you just like to be monotone. Yep. And uh, but yeah, it's crazy that I feel like a lot of people that tried YouTube at first, it's like, It was really hard to break into. It still is really hard. Mm -hmm. Like TikTok was that like space where it was like, oh, this is new. You could kind of, uh, you know, you were on like level playing ground. It was like everyone was kind of blowing up. And then you also learned how to like create content in a faster pace, which like YouTube, some people that have only been on YouTube, they'll talk for like 20 minutes on a topic. And you watch it, you're like, dude, you could talk about that in four minutes. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, come yes. on, pick up the pace, because my attention span on TikTok is like nothing. <laughs> but I've tried to incorporate that into YouTube, and I think people do enjoy the faster pace. Like, mm. I edit out all my pauses, and I'm like very just like throw information at people.
0: Yep, you know, I'm. Um, I definitely feel you on that. Like, it's literally. I started YouTube from a gamer. I was like making video gamer. game content. Yep, okay. and then I was like, stop The usual: Call of Duty, Battlefield, okay. Nice, Halo, Destiny. That was like the usual. I'm assuming. By the way, by your YouTube videos in the background, I see your PC rig. I'm assuming you're a gamer as well.
1: <laughs> well, I used to game more. Um, yeah, very similar. Game. Like I used to play Call of Duty. Um, did some Counter Strike, but honestly, as I've gotten older, I I, I stopped playing the first person shooters because. My reaction time is terrible. I can't compete with like twelve-year-olds that just play all day. <laughs> so like I've transitioned to mostly uh, like I'll I'll play uh, Magic: The Gathering, Arena no. if you ever heard of that. Yep. Um, used to play Hearthstone. So basically more like thinking games or where I don't have to have like crazy reaction time anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So my rig is probably like too much for Overkill. what I actually play. But I do like yeah having the two monitors and having the good rig for editing is fine and whatnot.
0: Yeah, I definitely understand that. I mean, even me, I, I don't even play as much as I used to. It's only when my brother is like, "Hey, let's play a game," and then I'll get on and play Apex with him, and then I'll get destroyed. And we have to carry. <laughs> it's me demoralizing the <laughs>
1: playing those games now, because I was so competitive back when I was like a teenager, mm-hmm. and it was mostly I played console games, so it's like yeah, Xbox. Okay. Um, and yeah, when you just get wrecked over and over, it's just like, all right, I'm done. I'm tired. Can't, I'm tired. I
0: can't, I can't <laughs> <Yes>. do it.
1: <laughs> That's so true. I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to have fun and just getting pwned by these 13-year-olds is like not, not then, having a great time.
0: And then the whole time after they kill you, they start teabagging you. Just oh, like, sure. Yeah. I don't need this. I, I can I'm assuming, do anything else. I'm assuming
1: it's worse now. I don't
0: know. Oh, my goodness. It's just like. I am just like, you know what, I don't even want to, uh, anyway. But anyway, but yeah, so. Yeah, Started off gaming. Off. <laughs> Started yeah. off gaming. But, I mean, you talked about just starting off with just, I know, opening uh, starting your YouTube channel in 2017 and wanted to make that finance educational content. What got you even wanting to make that kind of content on, whether it's YouTube, TikTok, all the digital platforms that you're on now? Honestly, I've always loved just
1: talking about that stuff to like friends and family. And uh, it was like a creative outlet for me because my like my background is finance and accounting. And uh, you know, for my like day job, it's I didn't usually get to use my creativity that much. So like creating videos and like introducing some humor, you know, editing stuff together. it was just like fun. It was like a little side project and uh, in 2017 you know, i never really took it like serious like yeah. it was more of oh this would be fun to do on the side and then i've always known in the back of my head i kind of wanted to transition like create my own company also i've always been like a teacher like that was one of my strong points yeah. even in my job was like communicating with people that didn't have a finance background because <laughs> i was a financial analyst but i worked yeah. with a lot of engineers and you know operations people yeah so like just in my job i taught a lot of finance concepts to people you know twice my age and all that stuff so like i've always been good at it um from like the teaching side i enjoy it and so i was like i can just like do it to the masses
0: with just shooting a video so i just always love that concept that's pretty cool i think like most people who start off that way is literally like yo, I just like this talking. It's usually we either bore or annoy people around us talking about this stuff all the time. And they're like, go do that somewhere else. That's what my siblings did to me. They were like, yeah, we're tired of listening to you. Do like something else. My sister was like, make a podcast, which is all of this.
1: Yeah. Growing up, it was never like, uh, I don't know. I feel like maybe it was true with a lot of people, but it wasn't like uh normal to talk about mm-hmm. finance stuff. It could be yeah. taken the wrong way, right? If you're talking money or like, oh, I'm investing in this stock and it goes up, um, you know, all of a sudden people are going to come to you and be like, oh, what's the next hot thing? And like, you don't <laughs> want to talk to that stuff about about that stuff with, I think people like close to you because mm-hmm. like mixing family and money or friends yeah. and family sometimes is a little iffy. Mm-hmm. Or it's like, if you're talking to kind of uh, the public, and like just giving your opinion it's just a different dynamic than there's, uh, there's
0: that wall there that you there's the like wall run. where
1: like I, I have kind of Main Street wolf right mm-hmm. and then there's colin like there's a little bit of a difference yeah you no know, if you watch me on a live stream or this like i'm a little different than obviously when i'm doing a skit
0: and i'm like making jokes and stuff yep. like that's you know it, it's it's different yeah I definitely completely understand that because it's it's I always tell people like when people meet they're like oh you're so different than you are in your videos I'm like well yeah I'm playing like three different perspectives in a video and I'm trying to make you laugh and all this stuff like it's definitely not exactly the same person exactly all the time now but, have, have you yeah. experienced that
1: where um now that people have seen your content like like friends and family uh do they do they like give you a hard time? Like, oh, look at the superstar, or, you know, kind of give you a hard time. Tease. Oh, yes. All the time. Yeah. All yeah, the time.
0: Like, <laughs> they always do that. <laughs> I'm always like, oh, y'all need to relax. It's not like.
1: <laughs> I'm the same. I'm like, okay, it's not. It's weird because when you shoot a video, right, even on TikTok or YouTube, right, you make it and then it can be shown to like thousands of people but at some point you get like a little desensitized to it Facts. of like the scale of it and how like crazy. Like I remember getting excited for 50 people, right. seeing like a TikTok, And then when you get like a hundred thousand, you're like, damn, that was a good video, but man, I wish I got more. <laughs> it, I don't know. And then it's just crazy to think about just like the <laughs> amount of views, um, but realistically you're just like talking to yourself.
0: Yeah. yeah that's the problem it's like i'm just in my room maybe i change it up to another room but it's just me it's just like so to me it's still like weird whatever people are like oh yeah i saw your video and it's like oh cool it's just like it's so weird it's such a yeah weird dynamic the whole the whole concept somebody was like everybody complaining about have not having enough views but did you know and then they put it in like 100 000 views is a is a uh it's like a stadium and they, they were yeah, just like it's insane it's insane yeah. it's like oh yeah well when you put it that way it's, it's a little different when, you, when i start thinking about it like that but in the moment it's just kind of like i missed something on that video i needed more views
1: well i just think it's um just crazy to think about how back in the day before kind of social media existed it's like if you were a really good teacher you could only teach like 30 kids in a room yeah. i think education in general. Like there's a lot of disruption to be had
0: yeah.
1: Um, just because you can reach millions of people instead of 20 people in a room.
0: yeah.
1: And that's like a huge, huge advancement for education. Yep. Um, for sure. The one downside is misinformation. So if people like give you the wrong information, then you just taught a million people to do the wrong yep. thing.
0: Yep. And then you have the whole cool.
1: thing, like what's right, what's wrong, you know,
0: limbo and we start just spiraling and then we just start talking about hypotheticals and no one (laughs) wants to hear that so (laughs) so yeah but just going back to your history um Mm -hmm. so when what got you into finance from a young age because you said you love talking about this was it like your parents or was it an uncle what what was it that got you just thinking about it
1: it's funny because it was actually my great uncle that got me into the stock market and it was I was pretty fortunate. He, he had gifted a lot of us like some stock and some telecommunication companies. And so I remember like in middle school, I would just get a check. It was like a dividend check. Wow. And like, I would just get money every quarter. Right. It was like a couple hundred bucks or something. Um, and I was just like, wow, I get this for doing nothing. <laughs> I was literally just like, I get money for like no reason just like, cause I have these shares. And so like that concept was like insane to me. And I, I got hooked on investing like in middle school, beginning of high school. And I've always been, you know, kind of geared towards finance numbers. Um, you know, I always enjoyed math in school and, um, you know, business combining business and finance. So it's like finance and accounting. I kind of knew I wanted to go that route. It was either that or like computer, like computer science. I probably could have been done pretty well computer science, but um, I ended up going with finance and accounting. And, but yeah, I guess it would, I would say like, yeah. End of middle school, beginning of high schools. Kind of when I got interested in the topic and it mostly came from is like,
0: Oh, stocks are cool. You can
1: make money doing nothing.
0: <laughs> That's the, I feel like, Nowadays, it's a little bit different. But that was literally my entry point. It was like, wait a minute. I got a dividend from... Yeah, It was like a mistake. It was just like, wait. I think
1: that's how most people get hooked, though.
0: <laughs> yes. It was like, I didn't do anything. It was like, free because, money?
1: Yeah, the concept of like, you can make money with money. And I don't have to like, use my... Bo- like, there's no labor involved. And it's just, it's the ultimate scalable thing. Like, investing. Yep. Once you get money start making money. It's just even easier to make more money. And um, yeah, you kind of just catch like the money bug. And for me, it's like a big game too. Um, Cause like you're a gamer as well. Yep. And I've always been competitive and I view money as a kind of a game, right? You start with so much, you accumulate it and whoever has the ability to optimize it wins the money game.
0: Yep. <laughs> so Yeah, we're all trying to figure out the ultimate money glitch and we're just trying to break the loose so we can just hack the whole thing and win the game of the money glitch. And we're just trying to figure out what's the best way to make this thing just print as much as possible for me.
1: And then my problem, and you probably have this problem too, is in years like 2020, 2021, if you become too logical, which I am logical, and I can't cut it out of my brain. I just, it can't but sometimes being too logical hurts you when we're in these like speculative yes. times so it's actually yep. like I hate to say it but like the less like risk aversion, aversion you have yeah. and like the the ability to think logically like does this make sense like that actually
0: hurts you <laughs> yes.
1: during this time
0: oh, but it protects yeah. you when things go bad yep yep. it's like hold on. i was talking to somebody about it and i was just like Everything is just upside down. It's like I need to turn off my brain and just allow. Because my brother, he's yeah. really good about that. He was, he I was can like, turn it off. He, he 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 was like, dog, just put like fifty dollars in Doge, and I was like, I am not doing that. That doesn't make any sense. There's no way. Right. And he was like, all right, cool. And then like a couple of weeks later, he was like, yeah, I just made like four grand, and I was like, what? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I told you. It was like it doesn't make any sense. It's stupid, but you know, it happened. And I was just like, I can't. I, can't, yeah. I just, I just can't.
1: I think what actually kind of hurts us as creators, or I feel like I'm obligated to think even more logical. That is also true now, especially because I'm like talking about it with an audience. I feel like I'm actually like I'm owing it to my audience to be more responsible mm-hmm. than if I was like, you know, not projecting what I was doing.
0: Yeah.
1: If it was hidden, you know, maybe I would just be like, oh, like, yeah, whatever. I'm gonna like gamble a thousand dollars in a doge point, like who cares? <laughs> Like that would go against everything I believe in and kind of what I'm teaching or talking about. So I feel like a hypocrite if I do that. And the only reason I feel like that is because like I have an audience that I'm like talking to
0: about
1: like what I'm doing. So prisoner it's tough. of our
0: own creation.
1: I yeah, in a way. Unless I mean there are people that are pretty good and you know, they can realize like, hey, this is a moment to take advantage of. And uh, kind of compartment, compartment. I can't even say that word. That word. <laughs> uh, yeah, that word. But basically, they can, um, they know when to turn it off.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm impressed by people like that because I am not at that stage yet. What, which actually going into that, you do something that most of us, or most of us who, who uh, whether we call ourselves investors or anything, you're able to switch from using short term volatility issues by the way everybody volatility is just the movements and prices when it goes really really crazy uh, in the markets like we've had basically the last two years but you you're able to use those short period of times and actually think and use it to your advantage to, yes. to just make like option plays, which is something that to me is still like extremely difficult for me to even like compute because I'm like yeah just you know focus on the long term focus on the long term but then you're like yeah well I see volatility doing this and I can make that adjustment. So it's kind of interesting hearing you say, like, at the same time, you still have struggles with the other part of it.
1: Yeah, it, it's just like the, the hard for me is the part is the speculative part where it's like a yeah. chase momentum. Yeah. My brain is wired to be a contrarian. So like the volatility, like my favorite time, it's messed up. But like when there's a ton of fear in the market, oh yeah, I'm like, oh, let's oh, go. Yeah. I'm like, I'm oh, licking yeah. my chops, right? because everyone's (laughs) panicking, there's like a 10% pullback. And people that are over speculating leverage get absolutely wrecked. Whereas like, that's when I'm deploying a little bit more capital, because I'm thinking long term, I'm like, I don't care about the short term. Mm -hmm. Who who cares? Whatever 10%, we'll bounce back. (laughs) And so like, that is where I'm pretty good. And that is where like the logical side helps. What's tough is when, yeah, we hit an all time high, And it seems like we're in this crazy euphoric stage. And then I hold back and the market keeps on pushing even Mm -hmm. higher. That's where the contrarian side hurts me because I'm not using the momentum side, which um, has done pretty well in 2020,
0: 2021. Yeah. Which goes to, yeah, that's definitely a good point. Like I am every, it's like for every move, I it's like, "Ah, this might keep going. But then it's kind of like your favorite, I believe your favorite investor is Peter Lynch, right? which yeah, yeah. kind of introduced me to the whole world of Peter Lynch. And I'm just like, when I started reading his books, I was just like, this makes so much more. Because I started off with Benjamin Graham style. Right. I read Peter Lynch. And then I was like, I prefer this guy a lot more. And I like yeah. his, even though they're both kind of the same, but it's different also, see, like very see, different. The,
1: the Benjamin Graham style is too extreme. And I think it it's almost like you won't even touch anything at this point. If you yeah. follow his advice. Yeah. Whereas Peter Lynch, what I liked about him is he looked at investments based on growth. So it's like you can have a high growth company in your portfolio, even if it's trading at a higher multiple, if it's growing fast, like yeah. it, it makes sense. Whereas, like, you know, Warren Buffett or Benjamin Graham, they will never touch that stock because it's trading at a high multiple.
0: Yeah.
1: It's like, well, that's a little silly. Like, <laughs> I don't know, like it's okay to have some growth in there. It can't always be just value. Yep. And I think the big difference is like back in the day before technology, you could just like go through random stocks and like read annual reports that weren't yep. on websites. Yep. Like at this point, any arbitrage, like arbitrage it's related gone. to value, it's, it, it's found by a computer like instantly. Mm-hmm. So at this point, Like, I feel like that arbitrage that like Warren Buffett used to make a lot of his money is gone. Yep. Yep. Yeah. You know, investing in like really distressed companies during really bad times, I think is using like the Warren Buffett kind of methodology and like you can make a ton of money from that. But like, that was the pandemic. That was like the time where it was like, oh, all these companies are going bankrupt and no, they'll be fine.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're going to come out of this one way yeah, we'll or another fine. Yeah. yeah. And that's the, that's the, that's one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot more is just kind of I mean, like, it's just, there's, and those are like once in a blue moon situations. Oh, yeah. And that's, which is one of the quotes I love from Peter Lynch is like so much more money is lost waiting for some kind of correction than actually in the correction. Cause people just yeah. don't do anything for a long time for the fear that, Oh, it's going to crash. It's going to crash. It's going to crash.
1: Yeah. It's funny. Cause I get, you probably see these in your comments as well, but there's a lot of like perma bears that they're like, Oh, this guy said there's a crash coming. So like, you're an idiot if you're investing right now. And they've been saying that for like a year and a half. And it's just like, yeah, I understand there'll be crashes, but usually those are the best times to invest even more. um, And yeah, just the concept of like over time, with inflation, with business growth, like the overall stock market will do well. If you're, yep. if you're picking individual companies, well, that's a different game, right? Because <laughs> if you're picking a company that's extremely overvalued and the bubble pops, well, you could lose 80% and it never recovers. Yep. I don't see the overall stock market crashing 80, 90% and not recovering. Yep. It's just, I don't know, it's not going to happen.
0: Yeah, the way I always look at it is simply like, there's too many people who want to be innovators. There's too much innovative power. There's too many people that's just going to do well. Even if some companies fall away, there's always going to be replacement companies just following it back up. So overall, yeah. the market is just going to keep on. I mean, that's why I like
1: replace. most people promote like index investing because you don't have to think at all. Yep. Like if you invest in indexes over a longer period of time, like it's pretty safe to say you will make money
0: which is yeah. it's like the what is it thing was Charlie Munger who said that if you if you are not that smart or you don't want to think about these things, you basically can just put it in the index funds. you never have to think about it and you'll be good. like over the long term, like I don't think there's been a super long period of time where you've come out on the negative side of most of the, most yeah. of the time you always come out on top.
1: And that that I would say is good advice for most people mm-hmm. just doing index funds. like there's nothing wrong with that. My thing, though, is like I enjoy analyzing companies. I enjoy kind of playing the risk game, managing risk. Just like like I said earlier, it's like a game to me. So if I'm trying to win the game, um, like you can't just use index funds. That's facts. So yep.
0: you can't do if you're trying but to help. I, portfolio-
1: I, I honestly implement both, right? Yeah. So it's like I have my fun, not fun portfolio, but the portfolio where I'm like trying to beat the game. And then I have my retirement funds. Most of that is index funds. Yep.
0: Boring. Like, Yeah, just boring. Just
1: say, you know, invest and just let it grow.
0: That's what I I tell people, like, especially right now with everything being so euphoric and everybody trying to be like a stock picker and the next, I don't know, the next (laughs) Kathy Wood and next Warren Buffett and all these people. It's like, all right, cool, cool, cool. But let's set up your retirement stuff first to at least have that compounded in the background for you. And then we can we can set up a Robinhood account and you can play around in your Robinhood account. So if that gets wiped out, you're still good. Um, some people listen, some people don't. But, you know, we're just, and I mean.
1: I think it makes sense to take risk. Like, you shouldn't be scared to take risk and yeah. in invest in individual companies. I think, uh, like, Peter Lynch talks about it. If you invest, like, 10 to 20% of your portfolio in these, like, moonshot companies, mm-hmm. like, it's actually... Expected value positive because it can only go to zero, right? Yep. You invest three percent; your portfolio goes to zero; you lose three percent. But if it ten x's, that one investment could carry your entire portfolio. Yep. And boom, like you're generating a ton of alpha. Yep. Just because you took a three percent position in something a little bit more speculative.
0: Yep. And that's something uh, I have come to because I was Mr. Index. I was like, Index is the only, just the truth is the way. It's the, and then it's like over time. I think it's it's one of those things. Is like as you learn more, you grow more, you develop more, you come up with new understandings of things rather than just. Which is one of the things that's so important is just like continue learning like throughout the whole thing like like you said if we're trying to beat this game it's just like any other game you got to keep mm-hmm. leveling up you got to keep finding you find new opposition is like, Oh, how do I beat this guy? How do I get to the next stage? And you have to keep learning. Otherwise you plateau and you never actually like get anywhere. You just kind of stay the same place for a long, long time.
1: Right. it's, I wonder, did you ever get sucked into the dividend game? No, no, no. Okay. Cause I mean, I feel like a lot of newer investors, not during times of like speculative growth, because right now most people are focused on like, give me growth, growth, growth. Yeah. Um, but sometimes newer investors also get sucked get sucked into the whole like, "Oh, it's an eight percent yield. that's like free money, but really you're investing in a company that's not growing at all mm-hmm. and actually shrinking,, yep. and you can get trapped in like these value traps, yeah, which uh I know for a while, like YouTube created that was all they were it was about. only dividend investing, and it was like, you guys know that like you're losing money compared to the market. But like, most people just ignore that fact. They're just like, oh, but I'm getting, like, you know, 50 bucks a month in dividends. It's like, well, yeah, but if you invest in the index, like, you would have been way better out. Your total returns are way better. And they're like, no, no, it's all about passive income. It's like,
0: okay. <laughs> I was like, okay, take off. Once we add taxes in there, add inflation in there, what's your real word? Like, it's just, I got lucky because yeah. I was, the way I even got started with, like, single stocks, I read uh, the uh, what's it called? Intelligent investor. And then I started watching a channel where he he was like, everybody would say, oh, you're a dividend investor. And he would always push back and be like, no, I just happen to have dividend stocks in my portfolio right now. I'm not either one of these things. I just invest in good companies. And plus other people would make fun of him because he will own like Apple and Microsoft. And they'll be like, oh, you say you're a dividend investor, but you own Microsoft and Apple. And he was like, look, man, I'm not out here just he was like, I'm 20 something. I'm not trying to be only for, like I have such a long run. What am I going to do with these dividends anyways? Like they are pay me what, $200 every mm-hmm. quarter or something like that. It's like, what am I going to do with that? Like I can't retire on this. So what's the point? And so that was, that really helped me in just like shaping like, okay, I don't want to just be focused on these, just dividends alone and ignoring yeah. the entire market of like so many other great companies that you can invest in as well.
1: And what's also interesting is that like depending on your age, you talked about your age, right? That you're young. It's like the younger you are, the more growth focused yep. and risk you can take. Yep. Whereas the older you are, maybe you do want to shift to the dividend stocks mm-hmm. because, you know, they may not generate alpha and they actually may underperform. But if there is a short-term downswing with volatility, like you're still, your income is safe. Yep. Which, yep. which is what you're relying on yeah so i think um yeah it's tough to give blanket advice you know yeah and everything we do isn't like it's not advice because i don't know your life that's why i always just talk about like what i'm doing
0: mm-hmm.
1: but like maybe you're 18 maybe you're 50 it's going to be a different situation for yeah, right. every person
0: yeah and it's i always tell people is like take uh, take the meat or eat the meat, speed out the bones. Like, so there's so much good information out there, but first you got to figure out what is it that you're looking for? And until you know that, you're not going to know what exactly you want to focus on because you're just going to be chasing every, or you're just going to be copying what other people are doing. Yeah. And then it's not going to work for you because they have a different plan of what they're doing. And it's like, you got to learn, but taking the information, but don't necessarily implement every single thing you hear.
1: I was just say, that's why, like when I talk about stuff, I try to like teach people to fish instead of like giving them a fish. Yeah. Cause first of all, yeah, you don't want to rely on some person on social media to tell you what to buy, you know, and all that. That's just a really bad dynamic. I feel like, yeah. um, cause then if that person goes away, stops doing stuff or the, I mean, maybe they're not honest and transparent with what they're doing. Uh, you can just get hurt. Yeah. So it's like, if people are taking away the educational points and then applying that knowledge to their own, like risk
0: tolerance
1: and kind of their goal, like what's the goal, what is your goal? Right. Yep, yep. And then uh, take it from there.
0: Yeah. I think that's, I think that's just, just the, uh, that's one of the things that I loved about your, which is why I like saw you on TikTok and I was like, I need more. Then I went on YouTube and I saw some of your old videos on crypto <laughs> and all that stuff from like 2017 <laughs> Then you started making new YouTube videos, and I was like, "Yes, we're happy about this." And well, so it that's was... when
1: I—that's when I went full time. Oh, you
0: did! Yeah. Oh, sweet, sweet. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. But yeah, I'm—I'm I'm glad you did, because now I get more content, and I get to watch right. more and learn more, which is exciting.
1: You get uh, the YouTube content, which is like my main focus now. Actually, it's not even TikTok, based on like the. Uh, I mean, it's a different dynamic with YouTube yep. than TikTok. TikTok, the one problem I have is I think it used to, like, push more education stuff. And I think it, it still can, but it, it really is starting to feel like you have to be super clickbait in order to get pushed by the algorithm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've experienced this, but, like, I, I, I'm I noticing it myself, like, it's got to be 15... Seconds, fifteen to like thirty seconds, and you gotta give them something where it's like they're making money, saving money, or some secret tip. Or it's not gonna get,
0: not gonna get pushed. Also, TikTok does not show the videos to like all of your followers. Oh, it does not. It definitely TikTok. I one thing I noticed was there was a transition, like after GameStop happened and AMC happened, there there was a very big transition over from it was like the channels that I was seeing all the times were like, or the pages I was seeing all the time was like talking about good financial inspirational stuff, like talking about good tips on like 401ks, IRAs, all this stuff. And then all of a sudden it just started being like, this is the next Dogecoin. This is the next, this yeah. coin and that coin. And it just, there was a big switch in like, I mean, at the end of the day, it's catchy content. TikTok it's is catchy. all about uh, keeping people on the algorithm. doesn't really yeah. care too much, even though they, they have like the learn on TikTok stuff. But at the end of the day, it's still catchy for the viewership that they're trying to hold attention for. So,
1: yeah, and it's interesting because I feel like that can hurt them, and they, I think they potentially kind of saw it, because like earlier on, they realized like education is big, right? Mm-hmm. And like YouTube, I think is still the best platform for education, and that's kind of why I'm I'm gravitated towards it. Yeah, because you can explain a topic over a longer period of time. You don't have to catch someone's attention in five seconds, and uh, it also—I think—the big thing is it's searchable. Yep. So, like, if someone wants, hey, like, uh, how to use a 401k, or what's a Roth IRA, right? they search it, and if you made a video two years ago, they can find it. Whereas TikTok, you make a video, and about a week later, it has zero views, and it's not searchable ever again. People can't find it unless the algorithm pushes it to them. Mm-hmm. So it's like the educational side of like people searching it doesn't exist for TikTok. Yeah. So TikTok slowly becomes more and more, how do I speculate? How do I make money really fast? Yeah. And so I feel like it's been taken over by like altcoins, shitty altcoins and like day trading and people talking about like, I called out a 5000% gain on this option one time in my discord join it for $80 a month and i'll okay. tell you the next one i'm like mm-hmm. oh my god as a finance creator
0: i hate that i oh my god it bothers me so it much.
1: bothers me so much in the oh inside that like people like that exist i'm
0: like oh my god i oh i've made god. i so try not ethical. to oh my god i try not to but it's like i try to avoid a lot of This stuff but then sometimes tiktok just serves it up to me and i'm just like this is this is awful like it's just so bad like i I was i was on tiktok the other day and somebody was talking about for like why 401ks are like the worst things you can possibly do for yourself and Uh i was just and i was i was like wait a minute maybe he's just saying that to catch me so that then he'll tell me about all the beautiful stuff down and then the whole time it was a pitch for him to like sell me his invest his uh his whole life insurance policy and how that's been. Oh. and I was Wait, what was like, his name i can't even remember because I, I think after i made my response video tiktok took down his video but i can't ever oh, remember really? but there's like a bunch of them that do that and i was just like i got so upset yeah. i was so upset but when i saw that video
1: it really doesn't do any good to get upset about it and um you know i used to earlier in, in the tiktok days i would make response videos and be like this guy's wrong or He's teaching you something wrong. Like he's scamming you. Yeah. And I, I just stopped because uh, people viewed it as like me being negative or like taking down people, yeah. even if it was like objectively wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Like it's actually just objectively wrong. People would be like, no, you, this guy's onto something. You're wrong. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm object. It's like two plus two is four. And they're like, no, it's, it's 28. <laughs> and i'm like okay i can't do this anymore so i I switch from so i know i seem like a little cynical but like i i tried to push out my own content it's like okay this is what i think i can't control other people that's true and so you just got to move
0: on i guess yeah unfortunately but it's all good though so i I just want to you know what Since I know you've been on crypto for a long time, a lot of people got in crypto, me, I've been in crypto since, what, last year was when I really was like, something here. My brother kept on talking about it way too much. And I was like, fine, fine. I'll listen to you and just do Ethereum. But you've been in this for a long time. So my question now is like, are we all just drinking the Kool-Aid or is this like actually something? Because I'm I'm just just like, I'm not sure.
1: No. So, yeah, I... I used Bitcoin for the first time in like 2015. And I I had, I'd heard about it actually like when I was in high school in 2011. Wow. I remember reading an article about the Winklevoss twins and uh how you know Bitcoin had just hit like a billion dollars in market cap or something. And I remember getting on my laptop and trying to mine it on my laptop in like 2011. It was wow. confusing as hell. And I was like, what what is this? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, I don't understand any. This was back when there was like no user interface at all. And so I just like yeah, I was like, oh, this is stupid. Right. And then back in uh in college, it popped up again when the whole Silk Road thing was going on.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh I was like, oh, that Bitcoin thing, it's still around, huh? And you know once again it kind of fell to the wayside and I didn't really think about it. And then 2015, um, like occasionally I would play like online poker. And uh, if you played online poker at all, it was always a pain in the ass if you use a credit card because they would sometimes deny it um, because they're like, what website is this? Right. It's like some offshore company. Yeah. And so that's when I, I was like, oh, they like accept Bitcoin deposits. And that's the first time I used it. It was like, you know, you deposit 50 bucks. I was like, holy shit my money doesn't did, like, didn't disappear. And it's like, I just sent like electronic money. What is going <laughs> on? I was like, all right. Okay. So like I would use it once in a while. Um, but I didn't actually start buying it until like 2016 and the very small amounts, right. Like, yeah. Um, like my thing was all about risk. So I was like, yeah. oh, I'll throw smaller amounts. But what's interesting is I went through that 2017 cycle and, um, I actually, if you go back to my YouTube videos back in 2017, I actually watched one because someone commented on it. They're like, oh, this is weird watching this like now. (laughs) And I watched it and I actually talked about how there was like euphoria in the markets and I'm taking profits because like your dentists, your average Joe's, they're like going all in like, this is just crazy. Like these people are taking out leverage. And I think um, like we're getting close to that point again, probably. Oh yeah. And uh, my problem once again is like, I didn't ride the like extreme speculative side of things. Don't get me wrong. Like, you know, I did pretty well with my um, portfolio because when I learned about in 2017, it's like, I always trim profits when things were euphoric. Yeah. I trimmed it to a percentage of my like net worth or portfolio that I was comfortable with. And then I just kept on investing every month. And that's it. Yep. it's so like 2018 2019 when no one was talking about it you were I kept on your- investing yeah you know every month and then when it kind of blew up again in 2020 it was like all right all that time of deep like dollar cost averaging is paying off
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh you know now it's kind of the same thing where it's like taking profits moving into stable coins it's kind of what i'm doing here and there but uh yeah it's kind of tough to to say it it's going to be the same but usually uh yeah it doesn't end well when uh coins like Dogecoin, Shiba, shiva <laughs> altcoin when like people are making so much
0: easy money it doesn't end well usually yeah what was it like we started having i was reading i, I don't know I'm, I'm type person like once some once i start getting into something i want to learn more about it i want to go back and learn the history and i feel like i was learning about like in 2017 it was like all the rage was like ICOs, like everybody was having some kind of IC which for everybody it's like a coin offering, which is instead of an IPO, you had initial coin offerings and that was happening all over the place. And so it's just what me- was
1: the uh, gateway drug <laughs> yeah. for for uh, shit coins or altcoins. <laughs> ICOs I remember yeah, that was all the rage in 2017
0: yeah uh, so I was so now I'm just kind of like, So every time I think, I just think back to the history and I'm just like, okay, are we going through this again? Because it seems like we are because first of all, now people are just abusing it and coming coming out, like you said, all the poop coins that are coming out of here all the time. And your your favorite creator is trying to take advantage. It's just like all kinds of stuff is happening. So it's also like on one side, I'm like, there's really cool technology happening here. Yeah. But then on the other side, I'm also like, there's a lot of people that are going to get hurt if they keep... Just doing what they're doing.
1: Yeah, it comes down to um, like in cryptocurrency, I would say risk management is also very important, right? So it's like same thing with stocks. Like have some speculative positions, Mm -hmm. but it's okay to take profits and take something off the table because I mean people have a short memory. But in June, you know, Bitcoin went from like sixty-five thousand to twenty-eight thousand. Everyone Mm -hmm. was panicking. And I actually sent a text to my, my buddy. I was like, oh, I'm increasing my buys now because it's like, it's falling 50%. Fantastic. Yep. I was excited. And then I'll sent a shot back up to 50. I'm like, damn it. I was like, this is not, I was, that's actually what I thought. I was, was actually hoping for a crypto bear market, honestly. Um, I love I love bear markets. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. So, oh,
1: man. you know, when it bounced back, and I think honestly, it could push to like 100,000. And crypto in general is hard to call price targets. I think most of them are BS. Um, the Really, really the only thing you can say is like demand versus supply. Yep. It's like if demand and the adoption model of cryptocurrency is at the beginning, I don't care about your price targets. Like I want some exposure because if the demand is increasing, the supply isn't increasing that much, then like the value will go up. Yep. It's just that simple, right? Yep. It just comes to a point where in the short term, it gets really out of whack in like the speculation piece. Now every wave, something good happens. Like the most the thing I'm excited about the most, honestly, is DeFi. Oh, yeah. like the DeFi space has grown tremendously, right? Like you oh, said, yeah. 2017, you had ICOs. That was like a big deal that I could create a column coin in five minutes and like ICO and raise money. Now, you have like these DeFi projects that are legitimate, yep. you have entire exchanges or the NFTs, like all this stuff. And uh, there's a ton of value and projects that are really cool being built yep. on like DeFi. So it's like every speculative wave, like there is more grounding and like this is legitimate.
0: Yeah. Like, I you hope have, you've like, been enjoying more, the conversation so far. We but will continue really this cool episode that, like, next ability. week with the rest of the my of conversation day, with colin aka enough. the main That's street wolf i hope you enjoyed it so far there's so much so, more so to get into i'm gonna catch y'all up on the next one remember generosity use, is always greater than like, greed god bless each money. and every single one of y'all and we're i'm out I don't, I don't know what's
1: going on, but we're making money. <laughs>